0: Language and Culture with Dr. J.
1: A podcast brought to you by Culturium.com in affiliation with Quadil Books and Events.
2: Welcome to Language and Culture with Dr. J. I am Dr. J. Welcome to this episode. Meet the artists with Andras Siebold, the artistic director of the International Summer Festival at Camp which is a theater here in Hamburg, as well as with the band Zazoo. The singer Henrik Pemperfort, the guitarist and backing vocalist Tim Mattens, the drummer Michael McLean, and bass and backing vocalist Ben Feddersen. This is such a fun episode. Uh, I don't think I need to make any uh, further introduction. The episode speaks for itself. Let's just go to the interview with András Siebold. So we were, we were just uh, trying to figure out if you're Hungarian. András.
3: Well, my father is, he, um, he came from Hungary in 56 to Switzerland. He was one of the thousands, revolutionaries. Yeah, g- okay. living in 56. Okay. And there were like two waves of people okay. spreading all over Europe. Where, where's your family?
2: <laughs> so it's András.
3: Well, you can, you can pronounce it actually, but How I, do I you use András because w- when Germans, uh, try to speak Hungarian, they go like András. And this Andras, sounds more weird true. than András. It's closer to because it's O and A in Hungarian. So,
2: and your last name? Then Seaboard or Shebor?
3: Well, it's uh, it, uh, it's not that interesting. But I used to. <laughs> I, I have. I was born um, in Switzerland with the name of my father, which is Kutash.
2: Kutash. 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 Kutas. Kutas. you know what that's, that means? A kut is a well. Yeah. Kutash is the one with the well. Yeah. Oh, your it's father, the, your father's family must have had a well. well so in
3: the olden days. Probably, yes, in the, <laughs> in the very old days. And what, then, what is your
2: father's name? What, what was your father's name? Kutash. Kutash Gabor. Kutash Gabor. Kutosh Gabor uh, yes. Okay.
3: Yeah. Uh-huh. And then um, he left and went to Switzerland in fifty six and met my mother, who was German in Switzerland, but they both um, had a Swiss passport at the time when I. Came to the earth, and then in uh, seventy six, and then uh, my parents separated when I was six, and my father went to live in Vienna, okay, which was closer to Hungary, an anger, and my yeah. mother went to uh, back to Germany, where her her parents were, okay. my grandparents. Okay, so we
2: okay, it okay. was
3: sort of split, but
2: um, it Are was nice only because
3: no, um, I have a sister. Okay. I mean, I have a, another sister now from my father's, um, then third wife. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I won't say a, anything. Hungarian man. Hungarian then. man.
3: <laughs> he comes from, you know, he comes from a generation where, where people were sort of, um, living their freedom in a, in a very special way. I mean, mm-hmm. he, they, they just went, um, you know, with any, with whatever whim they had yeah, yeah. possibility mm-hmm. and so on. So he was never, he was always sort of free floating. And so mm-hmm. it was not even him who, who um, wanted to have a separation, but he, he was this guy. I think he, he was too complicated. I mean, I, 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 like him very much. He still lives in Vienna and there, there was a big part of, uh, Hungarian family because he had five siblings. Wow. And, okay. I uh, have a notch mama uh, who died like four years ago with a uh, hundred years old. And
2: wow. So, so
3: there was still some Hungarian roots, but. I never, um, really learned the language. Not at
2: all. You never spoke it, sort of.
3: I mean, I, I can, you know, it's, it's a language yes. that is super close and that is sort of part of my identity as well. But, um, it's not something I, I speak through it. I understand words and I, I know how the grammar
2: works. So, you see, my kids, for example, my, 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 parents are Hungarian, um, from Transylvania, from Kolozvar. Ah. So, Klausenburg or yeah. Kruz, however you want to yeah. call it. And uh, my father defected. And uh, uh, so, at home, we all always spoke Hungarian. Yeah. I grew up in the States. I grew up in Texas. Ah, you
3: did speak Hungarian. Yeah,
2: so, we always okay, spoke so Hungarian. I'm an only child. So, okay, so, uh, so that's cool. it was, uh, yeah. yeah, I spoke Hungarian. I mean, my kids, I mean, my parents speak to the kids in English, obviously, yeah. now. But uh, they do. The kids do know, sort of, you know, Christmas songs in Hungarian. Yeah. They know how to pray but in the Hungarian. Kids, they know how to cuss yeah. my kids. Yeah. So, and,
3: but but you have uh, I have a German
2: husband. A German
3: husband. Okay. So yeah. that does But he speaks English. Ah, English. So at
2: home we speak English. Oh. Yeah, but it's complicated. But with, before I was already wondering. I, I, was, I was telling I was telling Sarah that I think he's Hungarian, András was. Who is the first? I mean, name it's of, it's a
3: big part of my identity. And but you know the problem is I, I used to. Um, even take hungarian classes at the university it's difficult yeah. hungarian the interesting thing was that i tried to pick up hungarian at some point because it was part of my identity you know yeah. it was part of my yeah. my heritage of my family sure. s- family's language and um i did take classes then in berlin at, at some professor who, who was still active like he started in the former gdr so there was this blind professor who was teaching us. He he was like really kind of mysterious figure, you know, still incorporating this kind of old Russian style. Oh wow! So, but a okay. very friendly guy, and and I did it for like one or two years, and I had a pretty decent um, vocabulary by then, but whenever I went to Hungary to visit my family and talk to them, they would be so happy to have a reason to practice their uh, language skills, English, German, uh, German, French. And so on. So I was always a good excuse for them to 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 not speak Hungarian. So I never got to the point where people actually um, spoke Hungarian with me. And I should have moved there for some time I at least, I have two kids, so I gave them Hungarian names to at least. No. <laughs> Janos and Julika. No. Yeah. Really? But they, wow. Uh, that's, my, that's, My partner is Swiss, so we speak, um, Swiss German at home, which because is also part of my, um, heritage. Heritage as Yeah. I yeah. Was yeah.
2: Born. yeah. But, yes. but do your kids, are, are your kids then really called Janos and Yulika and, and, also in, in school here? Yes, yes. Chir- and, and
3: they are written in the Hungarian
2: way. Janos and Julika. Yeah, and you test. really,
3: Julia or Julika?
2: Julika. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So we haven't even introduced you. We Go just ahead. we just sort of, uh, you know, started with with, with uh, language. That was my first question, actually. But why don't you actually officially introduce yourself to our listeners? We have Andras Siebold here with us today.
3: I, I love that, that for probably the first time in a conversation, someone can pronounce my name. Is, usually I say I'm Andras Siebold, but actually the, the proper way to say it in Hungarian is Andras, Andras. Siebold. And I... And the artistic director of the International Summer Festival at Kampnagel, which is an annual festival running for three weeks in August, showing dance, theater, performance, music, theory and visual arts. And, um, this is what I've been doing for seven years now. And I'm looking forward to speaking to you.
2: Yeah, I am too. Thank you for coming. So that was the first question: Is what language do you speak perf- personally? So you speak hung- some Hungarian. You, you already told us. I I, I wouldn't some.
3: call it. Okay, speaking. you don't. Okay. Just I,
2: you know some Hungarian.
3: I know some Hungarian, and I know the sound of the language very well. I could differ many languages mm-hmm. from each other and pick out Hungarian.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, so you speak German.
3: German. You,
2: you, you speak Svita.
3: Swiss duch Swiss <laughs> Speak, sleep. <laughs> but Swiss German is also it's 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 an interesting language because it's a language that has the same words as in um, Hoch, what we call Hochdeutsch. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of words that no um, German-speaking person would understand. So it's
0: absolutely, and, and like,
3: there are regional dialects in Switzerland. Like people from Basel speak different than people in Zurich um, or Bern. Mm-hmm. Bern, which is the capital, they, they have a very slow, um, stubborn, people say version of, um, Swiss. So it's, it's actually also a language that is not one language. It consists of many languages. And Switzerland is, 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 is a country where, um, we do have four official languages. It's really? French, Italian, uh, Swiss German and, um, Reto Romanian, which is a nice language that only, I think, 20,000 people still
2: Absolutely.
3: Speak. But, um, what the Swiss, the Swiss German speaking people really don't like is Germans speaking with an accent in Swiss German. <laughs> they always switch to, um, Hochdeutsch yeah. to, to <laughs> German whenever it's... you do. So I understand everything and I, I could speak it, but I, I usually avoid speaking it because people will mm-hmm. answer in German anyway. I have a few friends who, who are now. Consequently, speaking Swiss German to me, which is great, because then I
2: then you practice it as well,
3: stay in the flow, and of course, my partner speaks Swiss German to my kids, so. It's a language that surrounds me all the time.
2: Mm-hmm. It's a bit like with the French, isn't it? I mean, when you when you speak French badly in France, you, you often get a, an answer in English. So. <laughs>
3: well, it, more and more. I mean, there used to be a time where you know you, even though if you if, if you try to speak in English, people would answer in French.
2: Oh, that yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Okay. So, so what languages do you use for your job?
3: I mean, as this festival is an international festival. So we do work with people from mm-hmm. Germany, like also artists from Hamburg and from other various German towns. But, um, it's a big variety of, um, people working in contemporary performance art. And they come from, you know, Tokyo, South Africa, Asia, various countries. And the one language that really combines it all is the one we are talking now. It's English. I mean, there, there there wouldn't be a festival like that without English, and it's it's amazing how much that is still also improving. Like um, I think ten years ago, it was much more difficult to lead a conversation in English with people from Japan. They they would you know ask translators to travel with them, and mm. that gets less and less. So mm. even also people from countries that. Um, we're known to not have a variety of English-speaking people, have more and more English-speaking people.
2: So most of the communication is in English?
3: It's in English also. Males are in English. And, I mean, the interesting thing is that um, if two people are communicating who are both non-native That's speakers... very
2: good. Yeah, go on with then,
3: that. <laughs> um, ...then mistakes are um, part of the conversation. So people are much more... Um, Easy,
2: accepting or, or accepting or, yeah, yeah, yeah. M-
3: m- mistakes in, in a conversation it's it, it speeds up processes sometimes but you and think it
2: speeds it up because that, that's another one of my questions is sort of how is it when a group of non-native speakers are speaking together so so i imagine you know all of you most of the time you're speaking to non-native speakers um there must be some misunderstandings or i, I would imagine it as more difficult as sort of
3: or is there more? I think you are more relaxed if you get an email from, let's say, a f- native French speaking person in English, because you know that, um, even if something sounds a bit weird, um, you, you would probably, they have the it, benefit so of the doubt. Yeah. Oh, okay. They have the benefit of the doubt. You know, you, it's a bit okay. more relaxing. And I think, um, when we, of What we do a lot communicate with English speaking people. It's it's a bit different because um, then it's it's really meant what's there. So you're you're even more aware, maybe, and
2: then you over it even maybe sort of. Oh, and they they, they have yeah, they master yeah. the language. So what do they yeah. mean? What are they what are they trying to imply? Or
3: <laughs> absolutely, and you're also more careful maybe if you write to an English speaking person because you know it has to be accurate. This because they will understand it. Otherwise, um, they they will ask you again i mean there's usually it's interesting if if technicians who, who don't speak english that well communicate with english groups because sometimes they they have a very you know if you know how it is sure. if you translate from german to english directly it can it can sound very harsh sure sure and, and sometimes even aggressive and um, and people who are not used to it to this kind of style you know if a technical director writes sentences like you must not put this up or um you cannot do this which which usually in in a proper way would um sound like um
2: could it, I ask it, you? It might be you, a great idea if we said
3: due to fire regulation, you would give an, yeah. an introduction or, or an explanation first. But in you this might suggest
2: case, it to sort of you know. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Could we think about a, a different alternative? Could we think about
3: yeah? So, but usually English-speaking groups who are experienced, they know this. they, they know how to read non-native English. So there's also an interesting conversation going on between these but, people. But
2: then it really requires a lot more cultural understanding. So, Absolutely. so you which, really which have you to be very by, culturally yeah, sensitive to yeah, the different,
3: which you usually gain by traveling a lot or touring a lot. So companies who are more experienced with touring, who are more on the road, they, they usually know. And there is in, 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 in the, theater there's one book called theater words which is a classic um i think already 30 year old um, book that almost every technical department in, in germany has on its desk because it's um it's it's it's, a, it's the bible of <laughs> yeah, it's a dictionary of, of like commonly used theater words so whenever people come to work on site. The communication is actually quite good because technicians know exactly the words. The they, vocabulary they so yeah, it's, yeah. it's a very effective um way of speaking. Of course if someone tells you front to front, um, you you must not go there, you know, you can say it in a mild way and people understand immediately it's more sure. something in, in communication. But I mean they have
2: And I imagine especially in written communication. I mean once yeah. you're once you're face to face, once you're yeah. once you're with somebody then the the sure. gestures, the facial expressions, the smile, the, the yeah. sort of, then you really can interpret also what they mean through, through uh, body language as well. But
3: I mean, I, I'd say we, we pretty much, um, work around all these barriers and so on in communication, but there are moments and, and these are still happening where we are confronted with a kind of barrier or with a misunderstanding or where, where we see the, the gaps between languages.
2: Can you can you think of any specific ones or any that?
3: Sure, sure, I mean, with like with a lot of Japanese artists, you know, we we have had the situation that the communication in um, was was super friendly in in um, before um, the festival started or when we were you know talking about technical riders about schedule and so on, but within the communication. A lot of misunderstandings all, all occur. All, 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 so,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah and, yeah, and
3: you think, but but we wrote this, and then they wrote back, but and and then you realize after okay, it's, they missed, they didn't understand. It yeah, even. it's a different reading, almost of the same ah, language sometimes, ah, okay. and, and also in in Japan for a long time, you know, due to um, it's it's a cultural thing as well in Japan that people um try to not use the word no so mm-hmm. as, a, many, as a sign of
2: respect or as or a sign so of like, respect because yes. you,
3: you don't want to tell someone to, uh, no in the face mm. you know it's more like describing oh maybe not or mm. um, could it could mm. maybe be done different or so it's it's a very polite way of mm. of not using the word no but sometimes. Everybody in, should in say theater, face. Everybody should, right? Yeah. If, if, you, yeah. if you need to know something, if it's possible or not, it's uh, difficult to get an answer. A no
2: is a no. I, I mean, <laughs>
3: maybe we could do it, but you, you know, are they, um, are they bringing the set over? Is yeah. this working or yeah. is this maybe, maybe a no? Yeah. And this is, this is something that, that, that already caused a lot of trouble. I, I have to say in, in this communication where we sometimes had to, um, involve third, um, persons or another party to help us communicate Mm -hmm. and
2: but then still in english
3: still in english but a kind of a a
2: sort of a someone who yeah someone who who or you
3: know uh, what actually helps is that in the camp team we have a few people who do speak foreign languages like there's Mm. one um, our head of marketing, Yulia Kola, she is, her mother is, uh, Japanese and she speaks Japanese. So sometimes we can ask her or like, um, we have a show in this year's festival, which starts on August 7th. And there's a group from Russia called Vasyaran and they are a weird group um consisting of suburban male graffiti hip hop guys uh-huh. who are performing w- with a mask um with very short hair they almost look like skinheads and so on, but they do mindfulness choreography it's okay. something really weird they meet um one time a week to Perform a kind of mindfulness, spiritual choreography, and so So something very weird. And there's a manual for the audience that we hand out that is quite helpful because it talks about good. You have this like guru who who you know wrote a lot of stuff. Their their work is based on, and they gave us the English manual which they used for our co producers' place in Portugal. They produced an English manual and then they gave us this manual and asked us to translate it into German. But while translating it from English, we realized it doesn't really make sense. It's, I mean, it's, of course, if, if it comes to esoterical terms, and yeah, so on, sure. things sometimes are, are not supposed to make sense. Yeah. But in this case, it was too weird. And we thought, okay, we, we have to check that. So the first thing we did was um, we ordered a book where a quote was from in the book and checked the German translation of that and so okay, and then then we saw, okay, the German translation makes more sense than the English so it was probably <laughs> oh be, it, it was probably translated back from and Russian forth. and then yeah and then we, just, we asked them and we found out, that they just used a Google Translator oh to goodness. produce this book. So, a lot of um, that there were a lot of misunderstandings made by an, an uh, electronic translator. And what we did now is we asked them for the, the Russian original because we have mm. a um, Russian speaking lady also working in the marketing department, which is great. And she's now checking the Russian the, from original. From the Russian director. Mm um translation which mm. we did from the english and this is sort of um, making a proper mm. translation mm.
2: i think that you can talk uh, you can talk about english being used and english being a world language but then you do come to these to these obstacles or to to these to these specific problems i mean th- the importance of also quote unquote smaller languages being yeah. spoken i mean sort of there is that is so valuable when someone on the team speaks the mm-hmm. a, a specific language first hand yeah. you can't you can't uh, underestimate that the value of, of a native speaker of of Japanese Absolutely. of Russian of French of Spanish of of, of all these languages. There, there's when it comes yeah. down to the nitty gritty the, the intricacies of the language are are so so valuable. I Spanish. mean, I have
3: I have to admit, um, we are using DeepL um, a lot because it speeds up sometimes the translation. Sure. Also, you know, if you want to read an article in some language you don't speak, it just you, you get mm. an idea of, of the content. And we also sometimes use it if we have to do an English translation. Um, but you can never use mm. this text. You mm. always have to um, either rewrite it or correct it. But it, it, it does help, mm. I, I'd say. I mean, this, these programs, these the, the algorithms sure. got quite, um, good.
2: It can be the first step. Absolutely.
3: <laughs> it can be the, the, the first step and it's, it's helpful. But, um, Also, for example, for our program book, we have all texts in English, but we do have an an English native speaker who, who either translates the text or. Proof reads the, so, our translations, absolutely. and he's a guy, Thomas Rogers, who writes also for the New York Times. And so he has a, he has a sense for.
2: English feeling, exactly, exactly. Yeah. The other thing that you mentioned was uh, with with vocabulary. You know, specific vocabulary for theater. But we, the vocabulary is just one part. Yeah. There, you could theoretically have a book or a dictionary, and and have all the words. And most of the time, people who are who are experts in their field know the vocabulary the key or the problem or the the harder part is actually using it properly you know actually interacting sure. with this vocabulary putting it into proper sentences uh making uh you getting your message across yeah. in the proper
3: way so that's that's always the and sometimes um, language is just um not the tool anymore you know awesome. there, yeah. there are moments yeah. where language is just not sufficient however hard you try i mean i had a um, an audience discussion after a, a performance like two years ago, but mm-hmm. with another Japanese artist who, who I like very much. I mean, I, I'd say we are even friends. We are close. We know each other. And, um, we invited a show that, um, was like a naturalistic setting of an onsen, a hot spring in okay. Japan. And it was like with very few words in Japanese and people would, um, it was the story of, um, people arriving late at night at an onsen and not being able to go somewhere else. The onsen was actually full, but they then stayed anyway and they encounter, um, kind of society from this little village. Mm-hmm. And through this encounter, a sort of, um, deeper, um, mm. psychology of the characters is brought up, yeah. is exposed mm. and of course this and Kubo Tanino the director he used to work as a um, psychologist as yeah. a therapist so Wrestling. he knows mm. of course you know the 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 deep um, what he's talking about emotional <laughs> yeah, yeah the, uh, state of, wow of, a lot of people. So, uh, and it was really weird because this encounter brought out a lot of sexual, weird sexual fantasy. There was a big penis on stage, okay. for example. <laughs> so, so, like weird things that you also wouldn't understand. You know that. And that,
2: how do you that put were, that into words? I mean, but what you were saying—that sort of where, where language fails you, I mean, where but, but images was, or the
3: image was so strong. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, was, exactly. It was, it was completely clear that that there's something underlying this kind of um, nice. Um, behaving crowd on stage, you know, that is super weird, super, yeah, okay. also yeah. dirty or maybe, uh, non, non pronounced and so on. So it was actually great, you know, to, 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 to get a deeper look into this. But then we had an audience discussion, me and Kuro. And Kuro, um, he speaks, um, um, English, but he wasn't very he he didn't feel comfortable to to speak english in public so we had a translator um who was someone from the company who spoke english and we it was free on us on stage and i asked him about you know obviously his um experiences as a psychologist and these kind of symbols like the big penis on stage and i i asked some something really like um, simple so um is this maybe read in the same way as here, that there's an, a hidden okay. sex, sexuality or suppressed sexuality that comes out? And then Kuro gave an answer, which of course only Japanese-speaking people would understand, and the translator would say, Kuro said no. And then I was, ah, okay, he said no. So, but what is this, um, what is it um, then about? And then he gave a longer answer in Japanese, and then the, the translator said there's no specific meaning. And it was all like he, and I thought it, it, it was really like a big failure for me on stage because I couldn't get him to answer. To say any anything. Yeah. Yeah. Or that, there was just no common ground, you know, where we could meet. And it was, um, he, but he didn't, he didn't seem to feel uncomfortable. It was just his way of sort of refusing. And I thought, okay, is, is, am I asking the wrong questions? You know, can I, I opened it up to the public, but he went on the same way. And then, I probably understood that for him, it was, you know, it was a different way of pronouncing meaning, maybe. I mean, he, he had his, his theater and art. It was not about explicitly talking about things, you know, it was more about describing maybe things or, or even not pronouncing things. So, so so it was
2: uncomfortable to actually name it. It it was, it was meant to be interpreted
3: or, or. Felt yeah. or, or but The interesting thing, of course, is that through this conversation of Kuro, the translator and myself, people realized also the, the, the different levels of reading, of understanding the piece, you Absolutely. know, the different approaches yeah, of maybe looking up and getting rid of everything you, you usually use as a tool to describe things. So it was actually a lesson also in um a different way of Absolutely. understanding our, our perception
2: fascinating nothing anyway i think that these, these discussions after the fact after performances are so important and so 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 useful for for everybody to to actually meet the artists and then sure. have the artists react or, or, or in any way whether whether it's no he doesn't agree or, or <laughs> he says Absolutely. there's no interpretation okay well that's that's a yeah. that's a statement already so so how is it to work in your non-native language? What 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 do you consider your native language? German. German. Or, German. Yes. Okay. So how is it? Is it more stressful? Is it is it more difficult? Is it more uncomfortable? I mean, I speak German. Um, we, we talked about before the sure. interview whether we should speak German or, or or English. And I feel absolutely comfortable in German. I I I'm able to say everything. I just think I'm a lot more um stiff or I'm a lot more I, I, I'm more restricted in German I don't dare be funny because I, I, I'm always afraid of saying something slightly wrong or whether grammatically or, or content wise I, I don't feel it quite as much as English I, um, so, so how is it for you as well especially in a field you know um, like the arts and theater and music where there could be so much misinterpretation or where there could be so many nuances how is it to not work in your native language
3: I like English very much. I think it's a very playful language. It's, it's a very joyful language. It's, it's a very simple language in terms of also the length of
0: mm-hmm. the language.
3: I'm just translating sure. actually a, a piece because we need subtitles. And, um, I know piece so well. It's, it's a new production by so-called a Canadian guy who wrote a puppet musical. So there's a lot of like little workplace and stuff inside. So I'm translating it to German and of course it's always, whenever you translate something one-to-one to German you realize how long German is. You know, uh, also, this yeah, yeah. infinitive and everything. So English is nice in its length and it's, I think, a, 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 as a universal language really a tool to connect people. I mean, I, we could never think of not existing with English. Of course, Spanish is also an yeah. And, and, and it depends a little bit on also on where you go, because there's a lot of regions where Spanish is as important or even more important than just completely English.
2: different flair for it. I, mean, I, I, I feel completely different when I speak Spanish. I, I think I, I think my body language is different. I, I, Absolutely, I, yeah. I, I make different faces. I I, I behave completely different. Or French, you know. So I'm, yeah. I'm dressed. The, the audience can't see, but I'm dressed quite French. and I, I The only thing that I'm missing is a beret. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but, uh, you know that then you you make you uh, you 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 you, it, it, you use different words you you ab- absolutely but um you, you know when i went to school people could um in in gymnasium in um, high school people would still be asked to decide between english and latin you know because at, like 30 years ago or how oh, old am i yeah, thirty years ago, <laughs> it was still a question. You know, if you would stick to the, the whole Latin heritage of uh, of Western Europe, or go for English. And English was at that time still something. You know, internet didn't exist yet, and some people thought, yeah, it's nice if you go to America to speak English. But no one ever told us that this is a language that um, helps you really communicate. Communicate r- with. Majority From
2: the of world, the world.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, it's it's the question okay, is, is it really something we should look forward to to only have one language because English is overrunning also a lot? But I, I'm, I mean, I wonder if, if these kind of technology of having live translations, you know, which exists now, I and mean, you can use your mobile phone, there's various apps now to um, actually do a conversation in two different languages. Um, if that maybe helps to, to keep a variety of languages, because this is something, of course, you know, mm. we'd love to
2: mm.
3: prevent to not only...
2: But I, I think that we, we, we've talked about this as well with uh, other guests about the yeah. importance of speaking these, a variety of different languages and the feeling behind it. And, and I think sort of if you and I were to start speaking Hungarian right now... Um, even though you say you don't speak Hungarian perfectly, I think there was there would be such a such a baggage of cultural, emotional, family uh, sure. uh, information uh, that, that that we would bring to it that. We would have automatically a, a completely different connection. I, I mm-hmm. have Hungarian friends here in Hamburg and it's really sort of an instant connection. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's just so much easier to get in touch. I mean, I, I find it fascinating how much the language links you, how, how, how it, it, it completely opens doors right away. Absolutely. So, so I think also for other fields, diplomacy, uh, politics, uh, business, if you're actually speaking the common language, not through a translator equipment or an app or something, or speaking English as a common language, but actually speaking your native tongue, I think the, the connection, the understanding is just so much deeper. And
3: what's your experience with language programs like Rosetta Stone, Stone. or Babbel or all these I, I programs think that, that promise to to pick up language in an immersive Way by looking at pictures and then sorting words. I don't
2: think we'll ever be able to replace actual knowledge of, of a language. I think that, that there are great tools, like you said, to as an initial uh, translation or for for travel sometimes when you when you need to just communicate basic information. But I think that once you get into this actual communication, actually talking about emotion, psychology, um, the, the the details, I don't think you can
3: replace it. And what's the uh, scientific opinion on um, picking up language easier if you um, know more languages? Like people who know seven languages, I heard, are easier picking up.
2: Well, it's a it's a bit it's a bit uh, a, a, a mathematical equation in your brain, isn't it? Once you once you've identified a language, that's that's also one of the theories that sort of once you really know grammatically uh, how to look at a language, then you can translate that to, to other languages. Um, one of the things that we talk about, however, and this is also another interesting question for us, is how many languages can you speak really properly? Um, can you really speak seven, eight, nine languages um, fluently? I would say no. I think that there are just a handful of languages, two, three, four that yeah. you can really speak fluently with deep and, native understanding. And of course, and
3: language, like you said, it's not only words, it's also body language. You
2: know, it's, the, the cultural understanding, everything that comes with yeah. it. Exactly. exactly. I have
3: a, I have a friend who, um, who grew up in, he's German, but he grew up in Japan being the son of diplomats. And he now lives in Japan. He's married to a Japanese wife and he's a professor at Keio. University, which is a very known private university in Tokyo, and he's a professor for international law. And he speaks Japanese much better than a lot of people who were born in Japan, because <laughs> the Japanese language it, or the signs, you know, were once reduced to, I think, a thousand something signs. But there are, because it's based on the old Chinese signs, there are still like 3,000. And the, the better people know the language, the more signs they know and the more expressions they know, and he's someone who knows a lot of expressions. People talk with him on the phone; they can't tell he's German. So it's, it's still something very unique. And what's interesting with him is that, I mean, he's my German friend, so to say I speak German with him, and so on. We we, we go in, in, into and into pubs here and speak about stuff we just speak sure, about here. Sure. And, yeah, no, just uh, whenever <laughs> he he switches to to Japanese, or whenever there's Japanese people um, who maybe are. Higher in the hierarchy Ah, or something, he completely changes his body language. I mean, he go, he 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 reaches this kind of stiffness in his body. He he lifts up and he's um, he's taking his head down. Sometimes, if there's like a professor who's older or so, so you can tell that he has incorporated. Um, the movement, that the the body language, and, and isn't
2: that isn't Japan? isn't that part of why he speaks Japanese then so well? I mean, that is an sure, integral part, and that's, that's what I it, that's yeah. what I mean. That sort of having a feeling for how how I'm going to have to sit, how my my eye contact, or where you know, sort of sort of all of yeah. that. You can't replace that but with a with an algorithm, algorithm, I think. Like I think. If, I
3: think. If, if you if you look at kids who, who talk in like German gangster talk, or. also so then, then you also see a, a certain body language. <laughs> Absolutely. That, that, that implies a, a certain, Absolutely. um, different movement than, than, we have an academic. And
2: that's, one. and that's, that's for example, since we're talking about that, um, that's where, for example, with English, I can go into a southern accent. I can do all the different aspects of, the, of American English at least whereas with with german i can speak a certain stiff uh correct german um i i i i can't uh 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 imitate or even understand some of the different accents or or even the what what you're talking about the different uh, uh social uh aspects of,
3: of the language either so i mean I'm, i maybe have to add one thing to not um, leave this room being <laughs> the, the, the english uh, p- promoter <laughs> only because of course for me english is is a universal language that um, helps me to travel around the world or to sure. connect with the world but um I'm not sure if 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 we should long for English as the one universal language, but um we do have a sort of universal universal language in arts and this is um a visual um or a visual language or a language that is based on movement, on choreography. We do show a lot of dance pieces. For example, also in the Summer Festival, we are producing okay. two mm. dance pieces now, one with 15 Georgian dancers, but f- done by a French group, La Roche, and another one um, with a Canadian-American car for Asher Barton, mm. which also consists of mm. a bunch of people from, from various places. And these um, two works, for example, they work without language, of course, mm. Mm. even though they tell... You know, something about, like, La Roche, they tell mm. about protests in Tiflis, about um, revolutionary aspects of dance and so on. But this is, like, um told through a different vocabulary, the vocabulary mm. of movement, of images, mm. of sounds and so on, which is very basic for theater, for and what we do. So passive,
2: exactly. Yeah, and
3: even so-called, the musical I was talking about earlier, um, which is called The Season. It's this Canadian guy, so-called. He's a rapper, composer, uh, musician, magician, photographer, like this, this, this all, all-round genius. And he is writing a musical that is, of course, you know, based on language. People are talking, people are sitting. But, um, he always said, and this is already the third part we are presenting and producing. And he always said that, um, we don't have to translate. It um, and show subtitles because people will understand we'll through feel the atmosphere of yeah, the music, okay. you know, of what's happening on session. He was right. We had like six-year-old kids in there. And sometimes um, adults or, or parents complained and said, yeah, but the kids can't understand the language. But none of the kids complained. They Very all were like, Happy It was more of the parents who were concerned, oh, do my kids get it? But they got it because it Great was content. so visual so musical, you know, that it transferred the content, mm-hmm. the story, um, the atmosphere Absolutely. It transferred.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is
3: something I, I, actually enjoy very much about arts, that there is a kind of, um, universal language where, where, where the spoken language doesn't matter anymore.
2: It doesn't, it's not as important. Absolutely. However, I think it's really important to keep the regional languages or to the, to the national languages. Sure. Um, for example, um, my kids have have recently uh, become obsessed with. I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. Julian Baum, 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 Julian Baum. He writes Märchen Azootia." I don't know if you if ah. if you know at all. I I I I watched it with them. I find it absolutely amazing. I, I think it's great. Yeah. Um, having moved to Germany and and sort of uh, having chosen Germany as my as my as my home. Um, I think it's great to also see German artists and sort of uh, who speak in German, who play with the language in German, who, mm-hmm. um and, and it's visual. And it's, it, it's basically he's rapping, he's wrapping all the fairy tales, the classic fairy tales with a slight twist. And it's a bit, a bit azotia, sort of, you know, and then they do like this and they gesticulate. But in so German. In German, okay, all of cool. it in German. And it's, um, Things like that, I think, are so important. I think it's so great. Whether, whether it's in German or in French or in Spanish or, you know, sort of all the different nations should also be able to, to, to produce uh, contemporary works like that, not just rely on, for example, the arts from the US, um, which we often take as a, as a, as a model.
3: I mean, I personally love dialects, like German dialects. Also. And so it's, um, it's, I think it's great if you go somewhere because, and like this, this and
2: you know, sexish and, and sexish, and, yeah, or, or in, yeah,
3: Hamburg and so I like, I enjoy um,
2: Plate, a lot of the plat in, 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 yeah. in Hamburg. So, so it, it's always difficult to, to, to keep young people interested in theater and literature and the arts and performance. How do you have any tips for how to do that? How, how, how. How can we make how sure to get that, the young guys how to get the young guys to keep, keep uh, away interested? From the exactly.
3: Well, I think it's, it, it has to do a lot um, with the atmosphere. I think if people discover that these places are cool. And there's cool stuff and there's not only stuff that, um, adults thought kids, uh, should to. like mm. and so on. You know, like a lot of kids have their first encounters by being forced into classical plays in, <laughs> in, in theaters because theaters, they, they generate a lot of like repertory theaters generate a lot of their audience by putting on um, plays. Classical, exactly. Yeah, classical plays for kids, and then the kids have to go and and they find it boring. But there's also a, a lot of great stuff. But I think this is. um if kids experience how cool, um, theater and performance and arts can be and what kind of freedom is there, you know, they, they get addicted. But I don't know if, if arts can prevent people from, from, um, wishing to become an Instagram influencer <laughs> or a superstar. There's, there's of course bigger opportunities in getting famous then f- through performance You know, performances <laughs> also or dance you know dance is a decision to to work hard for not a lot of money and,
2: I guess, and of course there's i i I, I love classical uh, classical ballet as well uh not sure this.
3: i mean we, we are not really doing kind of classical ballet because this is the, i mean i work but it's not your it's not of, exactly would say yeah. avant-garde sure. place you know it's more like new creations new forms new aesthetic but um Kids are, I mean, we had a lot of anarchistic um, children pieces, you know, where actually the, the adults were a bit shocked or said, <laughs> oh, can you, can you show this to kids, you know, it deals with sexuality or, oh, wow, that was really loud and, oh, it was a bit scary and so But kids are quite cool, you know, <laughs> they are true. even, um, when kids do not have this kind of, um, system in how to judge things and what's good, what's wrong, with their, their experience. It's actually a, an interesting audience. And I think the more it is interesting to present works that, you know, are not made in the intention to educate kids, to, to, um, to give them a sort of, um, adulty language, you know, but to, to find a way how to, um, present something that 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 takes the kids cosmos serious absolutely,
2: absolutely. What, what percentage of your of your audience would you say is kids or young adults
3: you can organize this by the timing of your program if you put on a show at nine o'clock in the night you can be sure that there's no like six-year-old kids but we do have afternoon shows that we do program to also enable kids to come and what you do is you put a um, we say, okay, this is from 10 years on. Mm-hmm. And you always add two years because... Um, every, they want to feel... As you know, as a parent, <laughs> your kids are the smartest in the world. <laughs> so they always come with uh, kids who are younger than the advice. Absolutely.
2: Okay. And how, what, what percent of your audience is elderly?
3: Not as much. I mean, the interesting thing about... Um, Kampfwagen about the summer festival is that this is probably the, the, the most diverse audience you could think of. We have a lot of activists, I mean, who are involved in certain projects, artists are, um, coming, you know, students and so on, like art, um, people and so on, but also the bourgeois scene is coming, like the very rich people. But as you know, in Hamburg, these are the people who support arts as Absolutely. well. And, and this is one of the, the places. Yeah, it's essential. <laughs> and, and the Summer Festival in Kampnag is one of the few places where actually a variety of society is still meeting or mm-hmm. is still coming together. That usually doesn't exist mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. If you go to the opera, you have a sort of very elite. Homo- elite or mm-hmm. homogenic mm-hmm. Um, society. And this was always the idea of of our work to, it's so to open it's up. So and because we are doing avant-garde, you know, so it's really the idea of mm-hmm. actually doing something that is made uh, for a small, more informed audience, but we are opening up to a lot of people, and it works a lot with atmosphere, you know, big outdoor garden, you have various shows, there's concerts going on, there's, I mean, we start with an opening concert of a gangster rapper Taktlos, and in the other hall you have, you know, the new guys, La Horte, who who are, who were just Named to be the new heads of the Ballet de Marseille, and these these two performances itself bring um, together a variety of people.
2: Absolutely, you have worked with many interesting people. I have to ask about two: Robert Wilson and Jonathan Saffron.
3: yeah, I mean Wilson was first. I was in ninety nine, and I was his personal assistant i was 20 something like in my early 20s so so you weren't starstruck you were just (laughs) no not at all i I was i I wasn't really a fan of his but of course you know it was i had friends who were in the Wilson bubble, you yeah. know, who were either working for him or assisting him and so on. So I knew some people and the, uh, and there was a birthday party of a friend of mine and there was someone who said, ah, oh, you know what? Um, Bob Wilson is looking for a guy because he has a personal assistant who is a disaster. You know, this guy is like not working at all. And. We need to replace if, if you want a job. And I said, okay, so what's, uh,
2: what should we do? What about the job? About? Yeah.
3: It's, it's uh, my friend said, I, I did it for one year. It's basically traveling around the world and getting money. And I
2: traveled a little
3: bit, but I thought, okay, why not? You know, like, and then I, why not meeting him? And I said, yeah, yeah, next week you can, you can go to Hamburg. He's I'm rehearsing with Lou Reed. Go there and meet him. So I, they, they I went to Hamburg from Berlin and. Met Bob Wilson, who was busy with Lou Reed, and he didn't really have time to um, to talk to me. And he he gave me his and said, "Oh, Andras why don't you bring me to the hotel and we can talk on the way a little bit?" Yeah. And then I said, "Sure." And he said, "Okay." Oh, he had a bag and said, "Can can you uh, take the bag?" I said, "Sure." And so I was I immediately started working, and then we talked. To him. He said, "Yeah, you know, I'm I'm busy with that and." Do, this is my next project and what do you do are oh, you studying okay uh cool you you worked at some exhibition okay and and we had like 10 minutes and then I, he, he he was busy and i, I thought okay well let's that see, was weird <laughs> and the <laughs> next day they the office from new york called and said okay great i um, so you met yesterday and um when when could you start i said what do you mean <laughs> like and I said, yeah. So because um, it would be great, like next week, is that possible for you? I said, okay, I have to organize a few things. You know, be on the road for, it. and then we, it, it was like that. You know, we just started, and I got along with him very well. How, how long did super, you work him? What's that? How long did you work for him? Uh, one year. One year. Yeah, yeah, I I stopped a little bit earlier because I was just like, it, You know, you change countries every three days, and um, you really? are that much. Yeah, it's it's a lot. I mean, okay. at, at I mean, that time he was super because he's preparing various projects at the same time and okay. he's traveling there, and then as meeting there and so on. Wow. Sometimes you know, I like I I sometimes ref, if, refuse to go because it was too much. Like he would go to China for two days and ask me, "Can you come?" And I said, "Well, if if I don't wow. think maybe I'll stay," and so on. It was just too much after. A certain time, and um, I mean, how, I does, think how it, does
2: he manage to do it? I and mean, how does he? He
3: was younger, and he was. I mean, he's he's a, he's an energy machine. He was. Um, I mean, he stayed up very late always. You know, being with people and so on, and got up early and so on. And but the job was interesting because I, I mean, it was the worst job. In the world, and the best job at the same time. You know, you had to like uh, (laughs) take care of the mess and uh, and get his stuff together and carry his belongings and all that, like secretary things. But at the same time, there would be a a lunch with Kenzo. He would ask you to join in. So, um, or Tom meeting Tom Waits at some you know bar at the highway some some diners at the highway it was all you were always part of it and you were completely so you must have been like exposed
2: you, to some fascinating yeah people. absolutely and
3: this was interesting and you were not the guy okay can you wait in the car he really um had an interest to introduce you to a lot of interesting people so that that was actually great as as a kind of introduction a, a job you
2: have culture. to do as a young person and, and, yeah. and sort of, wow and what do you think of, of of his actual of his of his theater
3: I was never such a big fan. I think there was some works that are, um, outstanding, some classic works, uh, also, but also the piece he did with Tom Waits. That was actually a very beautiful piece he did. Um, it was Wojciech, but he did it in a very small theater in Copenhagen. So usually, you know, there's all these technical stuff in, involved in Bob Wilson things, like big stages, a lot of, and this was a super tiny stage. And it was this for it's sake, um, Tom Waits circus music, and that was actually a very nice performance. But he was forced to also reduce himself mm-hmm. a little bit, and it almost looked like a DIY music. And I, mm-hmm. I like that, for example, mm-hmm. okay. much more than okay. the, the the technically perfect bigger things. And of course, he's he's a little bit machine. He developed the style. You know, if you see a Bob Wilson work, you, you know, after two minutes, it's a Bob Wilson work. Mm-hmm. He has a, his own signature which is something not a lot of artists have but i'm i like him he's a he's a freak
2: are you still are you still in touch
3: yeah he i, I get a birthday fax every year and and so on and then now um we have coco rosie playing at the festival the, the um the band from the us and they are preparing a new project with him at the moment so that sometimes we are even linked with people i have mm-hmm. friends who are still working for him and so okay. there's a lot of strings
2: and, and Jonathan for. I have oh. to
3: say he's, he's, I, I, I like him very much. I mean, we, we kept contact, but at the time when we met, he wasn't that famous. He was very known in Germany. They took some time, you know, before he became this kind of super known guy. And at that time, um, I was working at the opera actually in Berlin and we were doing, but I was hired more as a kind of alien to, <laughs> um, to question the opera or to develop projects okay. at the opera that, that would lead somewhere else. And we did a project with, um, seven composers and were looking for someone to, to write the libretto. Mm-hmm. And there was Jeffrey Eugenides in, uh, at that time. In, in a residency in Berlin. So we met Jeffrey Eugenides and there was a one minute conversation. You know, I said, Oh, hello. You know, we have this. No, I, I'm sorry. I don't have time. He was like really straight. And I said, Okay. Nice to meet you, Mr. Eugenides. I like your book and so on. So we, we, we were looking for, for various people. and thought it's good to have someone, you know, who writes English. And then, um, someone introduced us to, to Jonathan and this was, um, a funny conversation because he he was he didn't know what we we wanted from him and, and was like he didn't understand but, got, the project, but, but or, he yeah. got interested by when we met. You know, we we got along very well and um, had a sort of interesting conversation. And he he was someone who is you know as, as you know from his novel who is formally interested of also you know testing language, still going into new directions with language. So for him, it was. A sort of experiment also to see what happens to language if it's written for music <gasps> to, mm-hmm. to okay. be composed. And I actually published a book with our email conversation, which is super funny because it shows the development.
2: You, you, you have to tell me. You, you have to tell me after the after yeah, It was a program me me book and
3: we, we just published our email yeah, conversation because it, it told so much about
2: how it was actually written. yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for coming by.
3: Hey, thanks, That That was, at least for us, the time passed. It passed quickly.
2: very quickly. Any last words?
3: Join the arts and you'll find a universal language.
2: Very nice. I like that one. I like that. Thank you very much for coming.
3: You're welcome. All Thank right. you for inviting me.
2: Thank you, András Siebold. Let's go straight into the amazing interview with the band Zazoo. Okay, so we have a bunch of people here right now. So would you mind introducing yourselves? I mean, I think I think uh, there are too many people to introduce here uh, uh, for for just me. So we'll start with Ben, okay? Ben, you're, you're the one who put it all together for us. Well, so, so.
1: yeah, sort of. I mean, it's a team effort. <laughs> uh,
4: Dude. I'm Ben. Oh. I'm Ben Feddersen. I play bass. <laughs> uh, Alright, so
2: yeah, all right.
4: the... uh, I'm Tim. Uh, I play the guitar and I do backings. And uh, yeah, I'm a musician and uh, <laughs> I played with Henrik uh, for like well, f- four years now, maybe. Something like that. Five? Okay. Uh, I think five, five? Maybe five. And yeah, but Sazoo was like 2017. You joined us, right? Yeah. So from that on, it was like, okay, now we're complete.
2: Now you're complete, uh, okay. Yes. <laughs> you need so, a bass
4: player. Yeah, we we had one, but uh,
2: it wasn't uh,
4: it wasn't the right one. Okay. And then uh, then Ben came along, and everything went well.
2: Okay, well, <laughs> and, and since this is you know language and culture, so so Ben's American. You're I'm German. You're German, Henley. German too. German as well. You wanna say a couple words? You're the singer? In,
1: in
0: German or...? Oh, yeah. I want to hear you speak...
1: This is this is the first time I've heard you speak that much English in one setting. We normally speak German in band practice. Nah. Like
4: Denglish. Yeah. <laughs> I, I speak bad German.
1: I and speak I... bad German and they speak good German.
5: <laughs> uh, I'm Henrik. I'm the singer. I'm a musician too. Um, yeah, I think
4: Tim has... <laughs> Uh, Said everything already. You. Yeah. Um.
6: You, have, you, have, you have a beautiful <laughs> voice. You have a really, really, really. really <laughs> you, have, you, have a, you
2: have a great sound. Honestly, a great Thank band. I mean, that's the that
6: voices. Oh.
0: It's Tim's it, Tim sings it's, as well. Yeah, Tim has the the one. One. Yeah. Have a voice as, ben, as well. Ben, ben, huh? Yeah, ben, ben is singing ben. as well, really? but not <laughs> that much. Yeah, no. <laughs> not that loud. <laughs> I, I, I skipped a few
4: parts.
5: <laughs> <laughs> i a couple times. And
4: yeah.
2: And last but not least, the drummer?
5: I'm I'm Mike. Yeah, I'm not a musician. I'm, I'm a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: that's not true, though. He played... Oh, he, yeah, he, right, right. He, right, he right, played... I on Hammond organ on our
5: forthcoming... EP, which is going to rock and topic. you can
4: visit us on our uh, homepage There are all the dates and everything And so
2: is it
4: www.sazu-music.com With okay. a C English spelling yeah.
1: Music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Music C Okay,
2: but we're still in our, our introductory round here So oh, that, yeah. that was the band Also we have here Christos Letsios. He plays guitar And is just an all-around cool guy We
5: need a new guitar Christos, okay. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> <laughs> you wanna
2: say hi <laughs> Now he's doing his PhD.
5: Yeah, in? PhD in
1: economics, very serious stuff, and yeah, I enjoy it. Very sometimes. cool. Yeah, I could talk economics with you for yeah, probably you a long yeah. time, but I don't know do what interview. what is the subject of the interview other wait, than wait, 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 wait. <laughs> how to <laughs> find, find I our, our music. <laughs> I mean,
2: I <laughs> so has plays guitar sense. and knows a bit about music, and then we have of course Pete Peter Wichels,
6: who also plays the guitar. I play a little bit of guitar, so yeah, I try I try to.
2: So the at the interview, how much do you think you can teach through lyrics? You sort of, I mean, you know, so many people Everything. try to sing in English, and does it help to learn a song? Is it easier? Do you?
5: Well, I, I think I learned um, German through through uh, learning songs through Udo Lindenberg. Okay. Uh, because I came to Germany very spontaneously, and, and so three weeks before I came, I found out my, my old music teacher, who was also a German teacher went to his house a couple of times and he gave me he printed out the lyrics to Sonderzug like nach and und <laughs> <what> else? keine Sterne in Athen Nachts auf der Rebebahn uh, and, and I had that <laughs> great and ones. then each week I learned that song <laughs> and we looked at the tenses and the cases and whatever and that's how I learned German It's great uh,
2: oh, I love that I, love
4: I that. learned a lot of uh, like you can do mistakes in English lyrics like no, like I learned in school he she it does as multi. And yeah. then you you're listening to songs and it's like he don't and you're like, no 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 That's no. that's not accurate. <laughs> but <laughs> it seems okay. Yeah, like, like,
5: properly. yeah, so it <laughs> so must okay, have been but, an American
4: song. Yeah Yeah, but it, a lot of things like like this and A and yeah. Yeah. So A I, and yeah. yeah, this is like a lot of you you learn like English in the school or school English and it's very different than normal people would talk, and mm-hmm. then uh, and writing like, yeah. and,
2: and then but I guess also with 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 lyrics with singing. I mean, it must be for the case for you. I mean, you do get the proper pronunciation. I mean, proper in the sense of the real pronunciation, the way people would actually speak it, right? I mean, your accent is great. I wouldn't have been able to say that you were German at all when you were singing mm-hmm. at all. Thank you. I mean, Thank you.
1: And- if there's anything unique about us that's that we. sing in both languages and we don't really give anyone notification that we're switching from one to the other. There are songs that the title is English but the lyrics are German and I don't think the other way around but we just use both and we sort of assume that our audience is either bilingual or don't listen to the lyrics. Doesn't really
2: care. Doesn't
1: really care what language it is. Okay but
2: does it matter actually? When That's, listening to music, does it sometimes...
5: We hope not. Yeah, often <laughs> I mean, it doesn't, doesn't it? He's the I drummer, listen, I think. I <laughs> he's like the nothing, least nothing person listening to lyrics. But. I mean, I, I, love, I love a lot of bands, <laughs> yeah. Icelandic bands, Sigur Rós, yeah. whatever. Mm. I have no idea what they're singing about. Yeah. They're not even, apparently singing in Icelandic. It's some kind of old medieval. Balkan, yeah.
0: Balkan. Well, yeah, yeah, but
5: it sounds yeah. good. Okay, but yeah. it sounds amazing, and mm. you can you can really feel the music just as much even if you don't understand mm. maybe that's
4: why this Korean pop is like all over the world now mm. I, I don't I don't think that so many people speak Korean but still they just like the visual thing yeah, the and the like it, yeah. 18 yeah. Uh, boy band like 18 persons in one boy band and you got like alright and then they do everything and you're like alright that's I don't mm. know it's catchy they mm. like the rhythm, the beat and Sometimes you don't get the lyrics by listening to it the first time but then you remember like the melody and mm. maybe you put like your own lyrics like these misheard lyrics there's mm. so many and yeah. sometimes yeah i think this people don't really listen to you know, things they if you, if you have say, uh, like,
6: songs in in german and english then who writes the, you must have different writing in uh, schemes for german
4: yeah. English and sometimes together so we can... Would you mind
2: saying
4: who you were pointing at? <laughs> <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, 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 he's writing German yeah. I'm writing... Uh, uh, he Henry is. Um, Henrik's Henry. writing in German and I write in English and then uh, and sometimes when we sit together yeah, we see and help each other like okay which word would be better or and do, you, do you run
6: it by Ben? No, Um,
4: no. The first lyrics, I think, I gave Mike like, okay, can you say like, or is is it proper, or is it? And he was like, yeah, you can't say it. You wouldn't say it, like, but (laughs) you can say it. And then I was like, okay, just I don't like if if I get a word or like like a like a uh, A a time, yeah. Then 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 I'm okay. Maybe I should check it, but. If it's wrong, you should know it's wrong. It's yeah, it, it, it sounds wrong. wrong. You, you 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 can hear it when <laughs> it's not right. What was the
2: song that, that um, Stefan Raab put together for the Eurovision Song Contest with this young he guy who was, who, was, who was playing the guitar and, and had a really nice voice? Ma- Max Mutzke? Yes, and he said sort of, for being with you, you know? Oh my God! Please don't make me say any of that.
0: <laughs> uh, I can't.
2: I can't carry a tune to save my life. So, but at least I hear that I'm wrong. So, um, you know what I mean? He was saying for being with you. Oh God, I hear it in my I head, I but I can't I, I can't remember this. I
4: haven't it. had can't the wait pleasure. Yes, can't wait until tonight, yes.
2: just just wait right until tonight, tonight uh, for being with you.
5: Ah, and it should yeah, be uh, to uh, be with you. That drove me crazy. Was that deliberate or was that
2: Well that's that's my Is question. That, no, I think that's just i that, that, <laughs> I don't think that's <laughs> a mistake
4: that's, if Stefan Raab did it, like he has a. I mean there's a whole humor team behind yeah. it. Yeah. And there won't be like one?
5: I don't know, he could be, he could be oh, yes. for-arshing oh. the Dinglish the, the um, culture, maybe, I don't know. Or he know. didn't, no, he know. didn't a mistake more yeah all right
2: well well I'm that's one sure. i mean so i don't mind but eight and i don't would it be mind like
4: to f- be with you but for being i can't with wait you? i
2: can't wait until tonight i
4: mean to be or with you right
0: yeah i it.
2: can't wait until tonight to i mean if you needed to rhyme it differently then you'd have to say something different but yeah <laughs> i mean that's it's not that's for the thing. being with you
4: it does yeah, not exist uh, also just, if it is for the german audience you know maybe they can better relate to the mistake
6: or something.
1: Or they won't notice or care or that it's even a mistake.
6: That,
0: yeah. okay, wait a
2: minute. So, so, so we're getting away from the actual topic, but that's okay. But so what responsibility do musicians have? I mean, I'm not one on sort of... I, I really believe that language is alive and I think language develops probably, and I really yeah. think that it should evolve and always sort of take into um, or absorb all the influences, you know, foreign mm-hmm. influences, grammatical influences, everything. I, I think it should always grow. So that said, I'm not someone who sort of sits there and says it should be grammatically correct and you know mm. but something like that that song it's a great song it drove me crazy I couldn't hear it I, I really couldn't listen to it yeah. this if so, so it's like, a responsibility to like, to, like actually,
6: then it's, no. if you're doing it for poetic license you know you're doing it then it's a different yeah. manner but if you just don't know because you you're They're not good at the, the language it, so. and you're not looking to check it yeah yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think you, I mean, the first... It, re- actually, it actually fits in with the, uh, with the music a little bit better, I think, for being with you. The
1: first yeah. responsibility of a songwriter is to make sure that the lyrics sound good in the song and that the cadence and the sort of rhythm of the lyrics fit the song. Yes. And a lot of songwriters, they start with that and then figure out what the words are going to be. The best example you know this one is, Yesterday... Paul McCartney wrote yeah. yesterday, but he didn't know the words to yesterday. He just knew how it should sound. So mm-hmm. he would sing uh, scrambled eggs. Oh, my darling, how I love your legs. Complete nonsense. Right. But, but he's grammatically he, ha- correct. He had the that rhythm.
0: <laughs> he had the rhythm
1: that he needed. And then, you know, it's actually yesterday is a little redundant because he rhymes yesterday with yesterday. But it just it sounds right. It all it all sits right. And you have to do that first. And if you can do that people will say oh well that was not grammatically correct but don't really care and yeah. it can become persuasive enough that then people start saying it and then yes. you can change it so yeah.
2: okay so what responsibility do you have i mean so None. The, then the None. kids are saying it wrong None. None.
1: no responsibility no. it's think, rock and roll yeah. what
4: is
0: responsibility
4: <laughs> i think with with our we we, we maybe have a little responsibility uh, with our behavior in the public but not like like what we in our songs because that is like art and you can you can look at different directions from it and then pick whatever you want or you need at that time for yourself take it and make it better
2: okay so so go with that responsibility with the way you behave in, in public what do you mean with that (laughs)
4: <laughs> not right now <laughs> I don't think anyone really cares what I do in public but like I mean if you like get a little uh, if you got that You're level same, of success okay. and people look at you and take you as a role model then you have a responsibility but not in the way you, you do your music you do your art cause that would like I think for me that would like um you, yeah, you you compromise yeah compromise myself and, or, yeah. and who I am mm-hmm. so that I won't be cool
2: with that not mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. okay <laughs> so so coming back to the to the original uh, question so learning a language through lyrics mm-hmm. um I mean you were talking about sort of you know then conjugating the verbs in 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 the yeah. in in the song or uh looking at the tenses or, or whatever so I guess I guess they but but for that the, the, the language has to be correct. We'll be
5: correct. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> if you're learning from like like boss. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> You'll learn a certain you'll learn a certain way of speaking the language, right? And that's but, the other thing. Do
2: you, do you guys know do you guys know yes, Julian the, Bam.
4: Yes, Julian Bam. My
2: yeah, kids are obsessed with it, so um but nobody it, else knows it here? Yeah. I mean sort of I it's,
4: know it's it's okay. well it's it's perfect.
2: It's brilliant. It's it is brilliant, absolutely brilliant. amazing. It's um, So it's all these different fairy tales retold um, through rap, um, yeah. um, Paradise. I mean, it's a, it's a parody of the different fairy tales in German with a lot of Turkish influences. Yes. It's, and it's the first time that I've heard German be truly alive you know mm. sort of like I love in the states the southern states with the slang well you grew up in
1: Texas so you would <laughs> <And instead> of, <laughs> <laughs> okay but,
2: but, but going on I mean like, I, I like I like all the different accents in, in, in English you know sort of the, the Mexican uh, uh, English the, the sort of I mean, all, all aspects of it I think mm. that there's such a richness to, to American English for example and I love that in Märchen in, asocial in, is in just funny and we hear the language not
4: but it's like a, more like a youth Kind of, uh, ex- it's not like oh you can hear oh they're from Berlin or from Munich or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's, but like, it's a
2: lingo. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's a way of speaking. It's a sort of slurring the words together. And I try to speak like that. I really try. and they've listened to it for forever. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm like, I try to sort of you know like, um good. You know, and I try to say it. And I sound stupid. I just sound like sort of, you know like an old lady saying. And they get to like. Like their little tongues, you know, pronounced, you know what I mean? Like, sort of.
1: They grow up with it. It's yeah, native it to them. It just
2: rolls off their tongue. It just kind of sounds natural. And...
1: Well, that's the downside of being a foreigner in a country, <laughs> is that no matter how well you speak the language, you're always a foreigner.
0: Yeah. It doesn't
1: matter what country you're in. Okay. Even in America, you're American, but you're all, you're, you know, Irish American or Mexican American or whatever. So?
0: I don't know about that. Uh,
4: you're never,
1: you never really belong in the same way.
4: But, you know, this makes me say something, but when I came to the US and I was talking with my accent, and I have some weird kind of mixture of accents, I think, but people thought, oh, you must be from somewhere down there. But when you come to Germany, like, it's pretty obvious, once you're not from Germany, that you are from outside. I mean, there are different accents in Germany, if you go to Hmm. this or whatever, you know, or to Bayern, but you know when somebody's coming from outside, and I think this is different with English, because so many people have different... Sound of mother tongue.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say my my parents. My parents are really strong. I'm, I'm Hungarian whatever, born in Romania, it's kind of complicated. Long
0: Uh, story. But
2: my parents, my parents have these really, really strong accents. I mean, really. Mm. My father, Uh. he has this really funny accent and he feels completely American and he'll he'll stand there and, and, you know, tell you that he's American and you should just try to question it. I mean, he's
6: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, I think it's nearly always true but I know of several people who you know, who are not German but when they speak German here people don't know that they're not German. I mean, that, that, mm. that, it's not very, not very usual, but that, that's mm. possible. You
1: know. Yeah, that's no, about, okay. I think I'll, it probably reflects more my personality. Is that I? But I never really felt American either. I don't yeah. feel like I belong anywhere. So maybe it's just oh, me. Okay, so We're that's
5: a bit of a cynic yeah. about the American yeah. ideal. <laughs> you give me your needy, what is
1: it? Uh,
5: <laughs> give me your, your poor, poor, your
1: huddled masses yearning to breathe free, something lost like that. The faith.
0: And that's the, 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 that's the, the case
6: with a lot of people who travel around and have been to different places, live in a different place. That they they almost have a kind of an international culture rather than belonging hmm. to in yeah.
5: particular.
2: Well, but that's your band as well. I mean, you you you're not a German band. You're not a, an American band. You're not an English or British band. You're not a. Yeah. You're an international band.
5: So at this point, I would ask, like, how does the name come together, Sazu? <laughs>
1: You have to ask Mike. I think that was his idea.
5: <laughs> no, It was. not was my idea. It was, it was, it was somebody else's fault. This
4: <laughs> Henry's, Henry's idea. I, I think. Oh well, we, we were Lines talking King. about a new. We That's were talking about Lines a Lines new King. band name since Ben came along, and we were like. What was, what was
0: uh, the band's name? Before? No. Okay. <laughs> no no. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Uh,
4: no, no. no need nice. to talk about that. But, uh, well, we were we, that I good we were, or that like bad. trash-talking, like, pfft, I don't know. And I think we were talking about the, um, the voice of the... Bird Zazu in Lion King I think it was like Ron Atkinson right yeah and we were talking about him and so the word Zazu came in the room and then the next day Henrik wrote us like uh, I think we should just take that name and we were all like alright but then let's let's at least change, change it a little bit so it's I think in the Lion King it's Z A Z U. Yes, and so we just changed it a little bit. But I'm slightly
5: worried about Disney.
4: Yeah. yeah and we we were like all right our music yeah. is like we are we are like international it has nothing to do
2: with nothing this yeah. it's yeah. an yeah. original it's a, it's a original transformation name. of the it's the yeah. initials of their grandmothers put together <laughs>
4: <laughs> and of all five, all uh, five. <laughs>
0: exactly.
4: uh, and then yeah we were just like all right we need and we needed a, a name that like fits to us now because we have like a two Germans one british guy and an american guy like okay we are international and our music is like we have german lyrics english lyrics we got we got reggae parts rock um, soul funk we got everything mixed together so we are just like a colorful bird and that's like oh, nice. Suzu. Nice. so yeah absolutely yeah. That's great yeah. so yeah this is a
5: bird yeah. prince Type thing <laughs> yes. 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 Yes.
1: Anyway. and it was it was also interesting so we can probably like reveal the name of the EP because we were looking for yeah. a name that would be that would work in both German and English and and Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, works, that works you don't have to change the spelling you don't have to change yeah. anything about it it's a word that just works in both languages and there's a lot of similar words but there are very few identical words
5: the yeah. element
1: Element. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Were you just about to reveal it? I thought you would... Yeah, thought yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I Sorry. You about <laughs> I thought, thought Cat's out of the bag.
2: Element. Elements. Oh, Everybody look forward to element. Yeah. yeah.
5: And
4: yeah. The, therefore, yeah, we just took but the element. name.
2: Would you, would you ever consider singing in, in yet another language?
4: Hungarian. Spanag- Hungarian. You want to
0: sing in Hungarian? I, I, I don't know. Hungarian. I think,
4: like, I
2: like <laughs> <Good> Spanish. <luck. laughs> Spanish
4: is a language that can sound very beautiful. French. French, yeah.
2: French yeah. is hard to pronounce. Yeah. Spanish and, would be easier to say, I think, but well. I'm looking at. at, at we should yeah. ask Henrik. Ciclade. Yeah. Yeah. Ciclade.
1: Yeah, Ciclade. yeah, Spanish would be best for, for Henrik. Henrik. He can yes. do some Spanish.
5: Do
2: you, do you, yeah, yeah do, you, do you speak any other language?
5: Well, yeah, well, <laughs> um, technically, I studied French and Russian. In Russian, uh, oh, well, there, there you, you go. go. So, yeah. n- next EP is going to be in Russian. No. <laughs> oh, <cool. laughs> no. 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 Okay. Hen- Henrik's not keen on that idea. <laughs> yeah. Henrik,
2: what, what, what do you say? Uh, a little bit of Spanish, so,
4: but but I think not it's not really good but that's but okay because then you could do yeah. singing I <laughs> mean <laughs> let's just put five words in it
2: and when, when oh, wouldn't yeah. oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. um, one certain rhythms lend themselves to Spanish as well you know so I think that that's certain
4: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, I live on the Reeperbahn and I hear that beat every second of my life. Like when I when I'm there, it's like always... and no ma- no matter where you are, someone will play like this beat, and it's we'll be always Spanish following over you. It. Yeah. Really no, not even Spanish. Like the the modern German hip hop, they use this kind of beat, like this. I, I think they call it like this. F... Jamaican yeah. Yeah, beat yeah. thing and it's in my opinion is I don't really because it's always the same uh-huh. yeah yeah sure, it's yeah, like sure. pff- concerned overdone yeah
2: yeah definitely although uh, Pete and I both uh, enjoy salsa and merengue and bachata and cumbia and all that that. there too you have to say (laughs) 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 but it's great to dance to absolutely
0: (laughs) you
5: know what as a drummer I would say I I mean that's that's difficult from now on I
0: I I mean
5: proper Salsa, and, yeah, and yeah. Uh, that's it's a whole different world, yeah. okay. yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I, I attempt it occasionally and try, but it rarely comes off. Um, yeah, I can sort of do a baby version of it, yeah. But this it's is like it's like a different world of your of, thing, and so that's yeah. yeah.
6: Yeah, what I wanted to ask is how how did you all get, become musicians and, and you know.
2: Yeah you, yeah, you said the two of you are musicians, so what are, do you actually so my father make a is living? I so
6: was growing up with, yeah. with, it, with music, and my father is a musician. What does he so play what
2: does he play?
0: He's singing and playing guitar. Okay. So.
2: just kind of grew up with it.
0: And. He has a nice guitar collection. Yeah. yeah.
4: There was no plan B. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, so, do you actually make a living as a musician? Or do you have a side job? Well, well, it's
4: like, it depends on what, I mean, I work in a music store okay. and sell guitars, but this is like, for, for me, this is like, all right, I I'm I, I think I, I have to do with, so, I wake up, yeah, sure. music, I go to bed with music, all my day uh, is always just music. I need to come
6: and see you, I, need, I want to buy a guitar.
0: Yeah.
4: Oh, yeah. M- music Marked there on the yeah. Reaper bomb. Music Marked Reaper bomb. Come along. i give you a nice one.
6: Do <laughs> <laughs> you sell kids'
2: guitars? I'm sorry? Do you sell kids' guitars?
4: Kids' guitars? Yeah. yeah for okay. It depends on what we got. What kids' guitars is.
2: But I can ask you after. <laughs> yeah.
4: Come into the store. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I come to the store. You sound
1: like the bass. Actually. Oh, I, oh yeah. Yeah, I know.
4: Yeah, right. I know, there's so good totally junior bass. size basses. It's a it's a good we instrument to start one, on. You still, have one. Yeah, yeah. I, I started bass because yeah. no, I didn't wrong. know yeah, how, how to play the guitar. <laughs> so I started with bass. Yeah. And I taught myself the bass guitar and then I got kind of bored. No, bored. Not yet. because bass is not an. Uh, not a um, like an interesting a instrument. Complex instrument. No but because alright I, I know like the the stereotypical kind of stuff. But now I, I had a band then and then I, I play I, I wrote like the guitar and the drums and everything and then I kinda like alright I got for myself when I play alone yeah, I have a lot more fun playing the guitar than playing the bass. Yeah. But on the other side, like one of the, my favorite musicians of all time is Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers because I I, I really love his oh, bass. I was playing. saying
2: that she heard a little bit of Red Hot Chili Peppers
4: in your music. Oh thank
1: yeah, you very
0: much.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, so we try and put a lot in, yeah. but it's hard to know how much comes out. <laughs>
6: I mean, Is it more yeah. common that you start with the guitar and then go into
1: bass? Yeah. Oh, it depends. <laughs> yeah, there's there's depends. people yeah. like me and Tim who yeah. we start. You start with the bass, mm-hmm. and your inspirations are bass players, and then you you get bored with the bass, and you learn how to play guitar. But for me, I <laughs> I, I think I like, never really learned how to play the guitar
4: either. It's easier to start playing bass, but yeah. it's way more difficult to really master that yeah. instrument yeah. because yeah. a good guitar player. They are everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but a really good bass player is really hard oh, to depends. find. Um they're are looking for
6: a bass, the bass player. Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. Every, everyone is like, <laughs> okay, we need <laughs> like a good bass. bass player. And then you're looking, and it's. And then most of the um, bass players who like um, present themselves like, yeah, I usually play guitar, oh, but okay. I thought. I can play bass and I was no. Yeah. It's
0: not the same. Okay, yeah. yeah. Get
4: up. <laughs> I think
1: bass players are born. You you're born with <laughs> yeah. bass lines in your yeah. head. Yeah. And wow. if you're if you're a guitar player playing bass, you can hear right away. It's a guitar yes. player playing bass. A Definitely. bass player thinks in the bass line. And I I have this it's almost like an argument with my wife because she'll show me a song and I'll be like she said, Did you like it? I'm like, yeah, great bass line. She's like, what about the singer? Like, I didn't listen to the singer. I was listening to the bass player. He's really good. She'd be like, but the singer is really good, too. Well, yeah, probably, but that's not where my brain goes. And my, my dad is a bass player, so I think it's just genetic. Uh, so
5: you're looking to get your kids into, into music. Drums is the best stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the easiest, yeah. Oh, it's a stool yeah. to play. Mm. Yeah, but for parents, and, keep, I don't know and, keep,
2: and keep the neighbors happy. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah exactly.
4: Love it. Yeah. It's yeah. not expensive at all. Yeah. <laughs> easy to transport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the best instrument. Well, and nowadays with the e drums, it's actually yeah, very, that's very true. easy to uh, yeah. to
1: transport. Like, and it's not true. it's not very loud. You can get a pretty good drum pad and get mm-hmm.
4: quite good. Um, on just okay. a pad.
2: How did you guys come together? How did you meet?
4: Uh, I think we, when we both met so at, uh, at Deutsche Pop Academy, because we were take What was it? Musikkomponist? Yeah. I think we met. Yeah, yeah Musikkomponist. Okay, like, so you
2: were taking classes even Yeah, like like
4: doing well, image How old music. are you guys, by the way? Just out of curiosity.
2: 27. Tim is 27. <laughs> Henrik is? 31. 31?
5: 57. <laughs> 57. 31. 31? Still.
1: I'm 31 too. Okay. We're all the same age except for Tim. Yeah.
2: Okay. And so you met at what age?
4: 2012. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, um, was so it seven right? 7 years yeah. ago. Yeah. October yeah. or something. Maybe. Wow. Okay. Um, so, 7 years ago.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah. I was 20. Whoa. Yeah
5: and no, I've been around <laughs> three or four years for, for Af- after so after so how did you, okay
2: so you yeah. guys met in class yeah. yeah and okay and then
4: and then we were playing in a band with the friend of
5: of mine of yeah. uh,
4: man. Uh, needed a drummer yeah they, we needed a drummer this time uh, <laughs> and mm-hmm. yeah he came along and we were yeah we we were it was a lot of fun and then we, we started to make our own music without the other friend. Uh, <laughs> uh well that all we knew yeah, was must
0: a big have been
5: great play. for you. <laughs> <laughs> it was I was a natural at that time. Uh, it, yeah. I <laughs> was, was playing way. drums in bands and that's all yeah. I just that sat there just and played happened. drums and for for that band or this band.
2: But you said you just kind of came to Germany, to Germany on a whim. It pretty,
5: pretty much on a whim, yeah.
2: Just just that one.
5: Yeah, I mean I, I yeah, I always fancy living abroad and uh, I thought Germany would be quite cool to learn German so I applied for a job in Germany got the job and came over
0: uh, job so, hmm. oh it was
5: really boring okay, the, um, no, I came uh, to Germany,
0: the
5: Kennen one no the, uh, Olympus I don't know if, uh, you, Olympus. if everyone to yeah, yeah, name, yeah. name names um, <laughs> <laughs> you don't get paid so that's very really boring <laughs> for the real reason uh, that I came to Germany I uh, fell in love with Angela Merkel <laughs> I can
2: see that, I can see that. Yeah, Well,
5: I've been an active fan since this is the president. Yeah, haven't you ever heard of the Band
2: the
5: No, right. I, I'd never heard of the Reaper Band actually. <laughs> okay. Until I learned that, that song, <laughs> <Yeah>. Nachts um <laughs> halb <laughs> eins, <laughs> after the Band. That was my first, uh, I thought, yeah.
4: oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah. It's not that interesting, actually. The Reaper Band. <laughs> Nachts um halb eins? <laughs> it's not much happening. <laughs>
2: Okay. And then Ben, how did you meet the, the band? That
4: well, when I came to Hamburg uh,
1: from Passau, and it's, I, Passau is not a whole lot going on musically uh, mm-hmm. if you don't play bavarian no, style music nothing <laughs> we, we, we don't we don't yeah no, i mean you know it's 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 fine <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is it
1: is what it is um but i was just looking around looking to get back into playing music because i hadn't played in a group for a while and you know playing by yourself is very you don't learn very much it's very difficult to get better you can push yourself in certain ways but there's Really, a limit to what you can do by yourself, and I was just—I went on. I forget what the website was. Bandcamp, Bandnet, Bandnet, something like, like that. that yeah. uh- and there were people looking for bassists, looking for bassists, okay. looking for bassists. Like you said, no one needs a guitarist, but everyone needs a bassist. <laughs> and I just was listening until I heard something where I could recognize talent, or at least something that resonated with me (laughs) (laughs) like (laughs) like someone someone who someone who can write a song and a song is not just chords and lyrics it's a it's a structure and it has to work and you can tell when it's not working and you can tell when it's working and I listened to some of the songs and I was like wow these guys are really good and you
2: guys are really good
1: I practiced I I practiced a lot and came in and auditioned and it and it
4: and it worked out so yeah Right. Yeah. He practiced one song in particular very hard, and we don't play it anymore. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a whole, soul, I whole I wrote a whole riff for it that I practiced with a metronome for like three hours, and oh. I haven't played it in two
4: years.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. So how often do you do you play? How often do you get together? And
4: then... We try twice a week. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have. Yeah. Then, then, the last make, two weeks were a difference little. Difference. He was he was on vacation, so we. had... That's like, why yeah, like, he looks so brown.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I've been hiking in the Pyrenees
0: for the last oh, little while, nice. so it's been
5: difficult to connect um, <laughs> and practice yeah. in the last little while, but yeah, we, pr- we get together pretty regularly and play gigs and practice and record EPs we're available for events <laughs> yeah. we're available all. we just did one and
1: it
4: went alright
2: it went alright you did great okay. yeah, it, it doesn't fun. matter
4: if it's like acoustic or
6: uh, like full stuff no, Keith had an idea what, what did well, you well I want? had an idea that you might play something acoustic here right now ah. would you like to? It's a cracking uh, idea. Idea. yeah I, I Isn't need that to a great get my stuff out yeah, yeah no, best no, idea anybody's had we'll heard. just so maybe Mike you want
5: to sit on your cajón or something? Will that, will this, what I does the sound worry. engineer say? Is this, well, it's uh, sort of very... Can we get a Jembe in
1: there? Or a... <laughs> uh, yeah. My part is not going to come across. Oh. It's Wait. either going to be inaudible or overwhelm the microphone. Yeah. That's the problem with recording bass. sing your
0: bass.
5: <laughs> dum bum, <laughs> bum, 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 bum. <laughs> we will we'll get yep. the
2: staff into you. Okay. That's a great
5: idea. That's yeah, great is, idea. Uh... Oh, yeah, let's start. I suppose I'll start. Mm-hmm. Count me in. So, this is Zazub playing
1: Nomadir in studio on
5: two guitars instead of a bass and a guitar. Yep. But here we go.
4: Thank
1: you. you. Reminded me the other reason I play bass is my hands are too big to play guitar. (laughs) (laughs) To play guitar well.
2: Well, I wish you guys all the success in the world. Honestly, you guys are amazing. You're really, really awesome. Well, promise me, promise me that if you guys are, you know, famous in two, three years, you will come back to this office.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Fame doesn't happen by itself. (laughs) Thank you for coming. Thanks for
0: having us.
2: Thank you, Zazu, and thank you all for listening. This is Dr. J signing out.